So, Ben, we're getting close, close to the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird that we're not in the fantasy playoffs yet, but we're, we're almost there. Uh, it's almost Christmas season. Now, one of my favorite things about Christmas is, is the baked goods. I am a, a, a sucker for delicious Christmas cookies. If someone puts a plate of Christmas cookies in front of me, I will devour all of them. What your favorite Christmas cookie? Um, well, I don't know if it's a Christmas cookie, but I'm really partial to mm. the peanut butter blossoms. That like the 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 peanut butter dough with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Uh, I could eat dozens of those, and then I realize I'm sick, and then I keep going. Uh, they're so good. Um, I, I I do like the shortbread ones a lot too. Not a lot of people do, but I, I'm a big in the fan. Right moment those shortbread ones were, were were good. Also, I'm realizing I'm asking the Jewish guy on the podcast about his favorite Christmas cookies. <laughs> I do I do like a good. A sack of gelt okay. too, but like the the the, the yeah. chocolate uh, covered money. A, I, the, the the peanut butter blossoms are just like a staple. But Meredith's mm-hmm. family introduced me to crinkles, which is super chocolatey, like dark chocolatey cookie, with just powder sugar on it, and it is just magic in your mouth. It is so good. We also get a tin of snowballs, which are just little, little teeny chocolate chip cookie bites. Oh, mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah, I, it's, I'm I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited, especially. I don't know if you guys heard. We're having a cookie swap this year. I know it's a, it's a, it's a first. It, it, the end of the regular season uh, for football, so a lot, lot's going to be on the line. I'm excited. Yeah. shit everybody what is happening in this league it's mayhem. There are eight. It's, it's, it's 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 i would could some could call it a moose mayhem if you will uh, <laughs> it, it is out of control yeah, you're talking about the you're talking, you're talking about the you're talking about the fantasy league or just the shitstorm that is the afc east a little bit of both a uh, little yeah. bit of both welcome to week 14 everybody i'm the broken cock back. Uh, ben Max, the mouth breather, not mouth breather for much longer, officially, uh, but also with me is the Wiener's Mean Dogs, Greg Marcoux, and sitting in the booth is Moose Mayhem. Uh, Chris Grasso, our two beers too deep, uh, he's MIA. Maybe I he'll believe, show up. We, we don't know. I believe he's uh, he's on the uh, on the mountain in Aspen uh, currently. Uh, okay, he's, he's looking for shredding, reception. Shredding some powder. Mm, some powder. Cali- California. Beautiful. No. Come on. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin. This uh, this we this past week was crazy. Uh, you thought we were going to get some clarity on who's going to be a playoff team and who's not. And it only got muddier and crazier. Uh, quick thoughts before we dive, dive right into the the recap. Doge, what did you think? Can you the, believe it? The teams that needed to win didn't win. And that's right. just the only way to talk about this 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 past week. It was it's been it's been wild. It's been awesome. Um, this week is has so many possibilities. We'll get into them in a little bit, but so many possibilities. 
on who could make the playoffs, who could be in the mouth breather. Um, and I think, you know, Ben, you said this before we started recording that the mouth breather might not deserve to be the mouth breather. A lot of the times it's, it's someone who struggled throughout the year um, and, and or, you know, particularly at the end of the season, this season, it could be someone who just comes up against a gauntlet. Like you could lose the mouth breather playoffs scoring 110, 150 points every single week, just because of how tight the league is. Right. And you know, at a, at a point we thought it was going to be Fitz, but his team has gotten much better since he did it. He went Oh, and eight or Oh, and nine. He just got dug himself too big of a hole. Yeah, he's. I mean, hypothetically, he's only one game. You know, if he had, we had one more week, he'd still be in the hunt. Yeah. All right. You ready to get into the recap? Let's do it. All right. So uh, we'll start with the uh, <clears throat> the dynasty versus the Keeks to success. Now, this one was a, a, a like you said, a game that Ke- if Keegan had uh, won, he would have been in the driver's seat to be in a playoff spot right now at seven to seven, but that's not what happened or seven, seven and six, rather uh, the dynasty pulled out of uh, the depths that they were in winning 124.9 to the geeks, the successes 101.4. And, you know, it really was a lot of good patchwork by Deej getting Madison, getting a ton of points for him and Antonio Gibson finally showing up again. He just had a lot of solid numbers all across the board and Keegan just came up a little short, especially the cheetah himself couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, this matchup is, Keegan lost control of his destiny because of this loss. Um, you know, basically he has to win this week and get some help um, to, to make the playoffs now as the, as the division winner and or a wild card. So uh, Keegan really did. I mean, yeah, Deej had a great game. He kept himself in the hunt. I, mean, I always felt like we all had a feeling that Deej was going to somehow pull this pull this. Bullshit. He always seems to. And just always seems to, you know, magoo his way into a – into a into a playoff spot so i mean he's got a great shot uh i think that this is a it was a great win for Deej, and then again keegan 101 points it's not a bad week but it's still you know you wish you could have done better um and i you know again Deej is not going away he's he's like that pimple that just won't pop all the way you know right yeah no he's he's a cockroach (laughs) he he can he can't seem to kill him (laughs) no i don't i don't mean it like that I mean, his I fantasy team, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His fantasy team is a cockroach. He just can't. He just it never seems to die. He's never out of it. Um, all right, so let's move on to the Big X Bashers and the Moose Mayhem. This was another matchup that if it had gone in a different way, if uh, if Moose had won, there'd be more of a shot. And Eckel would be in much more of a hole. But that's not what happened this week. Uh, the Big X Bashers almost doubled up the Moose Mayhem, scoring 152.65 to Moose Mayhem's 85.8. It's kind of a tale of two different teams uh, on this matchup. Almost everybody showed up for Echo, except for the disappointment of the season. DK Metcalf, he got 30 from Justin Jefferson, 25 from Goddard, you know, 19 from Damian Harris. And on Moose's side, he just didn't really have enough firepower to do anything. Honestly, there was nothing really he could do. Yeah, it's it was Echo's team has been warming up as we've gotten here into the into the. Uh... The, the latter stages of the season. And, and this kind of, I think, was the combination of all of those things going well together. Again, his team is starting to come together. The DK Metcalf pick, again, he picked DK in the second round. Really, I mean, kind of early. I mean, we all thought the Seahawks were going to be better, but I do think that um, it, it, that's been a real disappointment. And Moose has just, if you look at his score chart, man, 
It is up, 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 and then it just dive bombs. I don't know what happened has happened to Moose. Um, I think he held on to his running backs um, two or three weeks too long. I think he could have moved one or two of them um, and possibly have made his team a little bit better coming into the stretch run uh, overall instead of relying on four running backs that all of us would have been happy to start. So good win by Eckel. He got the most points of the week uh, and, and did a good job there. So. Uh, good win by Echo. Yeah, well, I mean, one last point here. I think it may have uh, j- just been karmic. I think I remember one point Joe had said that he has had never scored under 100 points for the season, and then it just cratered after that. I I, I don't know. Joe, how do you feel about your team right now? Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Uh, not great. I said in the chat the other day. I think I am probably coming out of next week with a mouth breather by I'm not, I'm not joking. That's the crazy thing. And then we look forward the second mouth breather by isn't out. Oh, someone's uh, cookies are ready. Uh, It's it's the the timer. The timer went off and that's what happens when I let it go. Uh, I I have very little confidence. I have, I have less confidence this year than I did last year. And last year was terrible. Um, The entire team was falling apart at the worst possible time. Yeah, you were like three and ten last year when I ended yep. up, and now I was six and seven. So you never know. Again, you never know in the mouth breather what happens. Uh, you can uh, somebody can have a bad string. Let's move on to the third matchup. This was speaking of bad strings of matchups. Let's talk about another set of low scores here. It was the Papa Squats versus the Vinzaloons. Another game that if something else had happened, if Vinny had won here, he would have had a commanding spot to be able to make it to the playoffs, but he couldn't pull it off with the uh, Papa Squats uh, triumphing over the Vinzaloons 65.75 to a paltry 75.9. I mean, there's not a lot of great going on this matchup. Papa Squats finally had uh, found a good back again with Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's kind of ageless. I don't know how he keeps coming up with these seasons, but he keeps doing it. And really, the other story is the Vinzaloons is Zeke Elliott is finally starting to fall out of first-round status. I don't think he's going to be a first-rounder next year. I don't don't even know if he'd be drafted in the top 20, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think... Another hot take. Yeah, I think what what really hurt Vinny was the weather in Buffalo Monday night. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he had three players going and got a combined, uh, what was that, 13.15 from Josh Allen, a goose egg from Jacoby Yeah, 20.98. And, and tw- yeah, 7.85 from Lamondre. So yeah, he yeah. had, yeah, 20 point, yeah, 20.9 whatever points on Monday night, and he needed more than that, obviously. Um, so I think the weather in Buffalo really affected it. Um, I mean, yeah. Spencer has two open bench spots. He has two guys that are eligible for the R, and he's put them there. And he's just not filled those roster spots. Now, I've had these conversations with Spencer before, and he's always goes, well, there's no one to pick up. There's always someone to pick up. I heard I heard that Mark Ingram was going to miss this week. Guess who I picked up off the waiver wire? Ty Montgomery for the New Orleans Saints. He's a wide receiver, but he also plays running back for them. So – you always no. got to be moving in the fact that he just has two open holes in there. No, 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 Tony, no, Tony Jones. No, I'm not, not going Tony. Jones. Also, also, going. also Spencer, if you're listening, uh, uh, both Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. May not play this week, which leaves Jermichael Hasty left who has Jermichael Hasty, the mayhem. Cause they were someone to pick up on the waiver wire. James Robinson might be hurt. Still who did the mayhem pick up Carlos Hyde, Saquon Barkley. On the I on the uh, limited practice, uh, what the hell you call it? Injured again. 
Who did the Mayhem pick up? Devontae Booker. Hope and a prayer, guys. Joe, uh, what's your record again? Hold on, let me find a fart I, mean, I, think, I think the answer is five, five and eight. Your record is five uh, and eight. <laughs> well, what, what is it that Vinny said the other day? Uh, sometimes you stink, uh, tink, and sometimes you stink. I mean, I'm not, I'm not tink, I never tink with my lineup. I always tink with my bench. It's never my lineup I shift but, but around. I, but I, I think Spencer needs a little bit more activity because he, I mean, this could be a preview for the Mouth Breather Championship. This is this is a, a type of situation that is that, that that is very likely to happen the way Vinny's team and, and Spencer's team is, have been going. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to a less stinky matchup, please. All right, sounds good. So another matchup again. If the opposite had happened, we'd have more clarity. It was it's kind of a theme this week. Uh, the weak side werewolves fell to Wiener's Wean Dogs, uh, one twenty three point nine five for the Wean Dogs against the weak side werewolves, ninety five point six. It really came down to the werewolves' running backs just not producing. I mean, he had Joe Mixon, which is a certified top five back, just not putting up big numbers. I mean, he had Deontay Johnson finally do something. Hawkinson's been solid. But when you don't have those solid backs that you're drafting in the first couple of rounds doing what you need to, this is the result you need or have. And he he lost the golden opportunity to be 7-6 here uh, with now a must-win game. And on the other side, you know, the Wieners Wien Dogs keep rolling. They have one of the strongest, if not the strongest lineup uh, position for position in the league. So it's, you know, just a, a, honestly a, a standard 125 for the Wien Dogs here. I, I really think, I mean, yes, did, did Dale's team have – have a bad week particularly as running backs yes i caught him on a on the green bay bye so i didn't have to face that that deadly combo of rogers and adams so that is that is a good feeling i also lucked out i had alex collins as a running back to start i only had two running backs that were eligible to play this week eckler and alex collins alex collins is questionable unlikely to play i have to pivot sunday morning and i pick up mike boone because melvin gordon isn't going to play Right. And does he score me a lot? No, but he still scores me 5.9. So, you know, it, it is all about the tinkering a little bit, but you got to keep active. And, and I just, you know, I have the number two quarterback, the number two running back, and the number one receiver. My draft has been great. It's held out. I have not had many injuries, any serious injuries. I'm going to knock on everything in this house so that I don't, don't jinx myself. But, um, I mean, you can tell by the good teams. We're the ones that have not had a dramatic injury or multiple injuries right. uh, you know my, if if cup goes down my team is dramatically worse uh, so it's a good one for me again you like you said the dale loss really the clear it just got it, the, the, the water got cloudier yeah water's got cloudier and cloudier as we move forward all right yeah, so let's let's talk about a matchup that didn't really mean anything, but it was a lot of high scoring, so it was fun to watch. And that was uh, my matchup, uh, the Broken Cox against the Two Beers Too Deep. Now, interestingly enough, this is the one matchup where it didn't muddy things, because if the Broken Cox lost this matchup, they would be at 7-6 and six right now and still be uh, kind of teetering with all the other matchups. But uh, the Broken Cox secured a playoff spot going 8-5, and five, and it really came down to Stefan Diggs and one play at the end of the game game getting like a 50 yard play because he had scored nothing in that terrible rainstorm uh, that was going on but even but besides that it was it was a high scoring game from both teams that are playoff bound uh, it just really eked out just a little bit there uh, I'll be honest with you I think Grasso's team overperformed based on what the projections were uh, and his team kind of stepped up a little bit but wasn't just quite enough I mean it could have gone either way 
I mean, you won by 0.6 points, which is right. wild. And, yeah. and you're right, Ben. You clinched a playoff spot, which is an awesome. You, you know, that's great. Now you don't. Now you don't have to. This weekend is not going to be stressful. You know, you're, you're also you're locked in at the four seed, so mm-hmm. you know who you're. You know, you know that you're safe in the four seed. You're not going to drop to the six and have to play. You know, the two seed or you know, or drop to the you know, drop to the five and and well, the five will play you. But there's a home field advantage here. But right. um, you know, I really. It's a good win by you. It's a tight win. Everyone loves a tight fantasy game when you're not in it. So it was fun to watch on Monday night, uh, particularly as my Patriots beat the Bills, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you were aware of that. Um, so, uh, yeah, good win by you. Good job locking up the playoff spot. I, you know, as we as we get, you know, we're moving on to the last matchup after this, there's only three clinched playoff spots. There's only four teams that have clinched the bracket they're going into. The eight other teams have a possibility of ending up essentially from – the the you know the third or the fifth seed depending on if they're a division winner or the 11 seed and being getting a bye week into the mouth for the playoffs so it is it's getting crazy here and as we as we move on to that last matchup with jimmy and yes. fitz it, it, it gets it gets crazier now, uh, speaking of which uh the Fitz Magic versus the Show Me Atides. This is another resounding win for the Fitz Magic. His team's been really strong lately, scoring 133.85 to the Show Me Atides, 120.6. And he honestly, he has me to thank for it because I traded him George Kittle and uh, T. Higgins that scored uh, 60 of his points this week. So you're, you're welcome, Fitz, for this win and for your ability to go on in the mouth breather playoffs. Uh, Jimmy's team still did pretty well. You score 120, you win most weeks, but he just ran into a biz- buzzsaw uh, against the, the, the Fitz Magic. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, I, I, again, this this muddied the waters more. I mean, it, it didn't muddy, it muddied the waters a little bit because now Jimmy is most likely out of it, but he still has an right. ace on the matchups moving forward. And yeah, Fitz, if I'm Fitz, I'm confident that I can, you know, not, you know, not be the mouth breather based on the right. way my team is performing, particularly the Kittle trade that he made is finally, uh, you know, coming to fruition. Hawkins is coming back. He also has, um, uh, well, I thought I still had Kyler. I forgot he traded him, um, but he's, he's coming. Well, he, has, he has Jalen Hurts though. So, I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts is great too. Yes, he's coming into his own, uh, you know, I think as a team. So I think he's, you know, he could end up not even getting a bye week if he wins and, and some other things happen. So uh, a really crazy kind of matchup here. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the, the playoff breakdown. Yeah, so that brings us to the end of our matchups. Uh, just one point on that about the the, the bracket, like you're saying. I mean, Fitz does have, like, the least amount of points, second least amount of points scored. So – it would be really difficult for him to leapfrog somebody. This is true. This is true. But it, it hey, it's fantasy football. Okay. That's true. Happen. So you said you have some scenarios. Yes, and and it, this is going to take a while. Um, okay, and, and I, I'm here for I'm it. I'm trying to do it as clear as possible. We got some time. So there's, there's two essential, um, you know, races that are still up for grab. One is the PFA South. There's still been no division winner clinch there, and the two remaining wild cards. Because again. Ben, congratulations. You've clinched your wild card position as the four seed. Thank you. So, thank you. That being said, I will go through by scenario first. So we'll talk about the PFA South. So, so okay. All, so who's in the South? That's the for South, the listeners out there. The South is is the Dynasty, the Keegs of Success, the Show Me Utides, and the Fitz Match. All three teams besides Fitz have an opportunity to win that division. 
now and also as we as we talk about these situations because of the way the matchups lined up there's only one matchup between the six and seven teams and that is the Eckel and dale matchup there's other the other four six and seven teams do not play each other so there's there's no one-on-one head-to-head playoffs besides that dale and Eckel. so to win the south because keegan and deech are both six and seven if one of them wins and the other loses, the winner is the division winner, locks in the three seed. If they both win, it'll come down to a points tiebreaker. Uh, and w- in this case, uh, Deej has a 66-point uh, lead on Keegan, so he's in a very strong position if the results end the same, both win. If they both lose and Jimmy wins, there's a three-way tiebreaker for the South at six and eight based on points. Again, Deej has 66 points uh, more than Keegan. And Jimmy has only 4.5 points more than Deej. So if all three teams end up at six and eight, it comes down to points. There's a possibility that two teams end up at seven and seven or two teams end up at six and eight. So there's a lot of possibilities there. Now we talk about the wild card. This is where it gets really complicated and it's probably going to come down to points. Again, there's only one guaranteed seven and seven team. If that's the situation, the 1-7-17, seven, and 17, that'd be the winner of the Dale and Echo game, would make the playoffs. And then this points tiebreaker would go to the 6-8 and eight teams that are remaining. So uh, as of now, there are six teams that could end up at 6-8 six and six and eight, and five teams that could end up at 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, I think I did my math wrong there. Seven teams that can end up in 6-8 and eight, and and, um, and five teams that can end up at at 7-7. At seven and seven. So it could get crazy here with how the wins. So basically... If you're six and 17, if you win, you give yourself a better shot. If more than two teams end up at seven and seven, it'll come down to a mouth breather or a points tiebreaker to decide who gets it. Um, that's the simplest way to talk about it. There's no, there's no way the PFA analyst, Dale Comley and his team over at PFA have done a lot of work here. And here is a sheet, um, and we can send it out after the podcast um, to, to the whole league uh, because it is a, a wild breakdown here. It's six full pages of work that has been done. Um, so, I mean, based on percentages, I think the ESPN percentages are pretty accurate. So, mm-hmm. you know, Deej has an 87%, uh, the Werewolves have a 70%, and the Benzaloons have a 45%. So out of the, those, are would, as ESPN would say, are probably the three teams that have the best shot at making the playoffs. Um, but – you got to, yeah, you know, yeah. as we, as we, as Ben says at the end of every podcast, win your week. So if you win your week as a six, as a six and seven team, you have a good shot. Now, again, if, if it ends, if, you know, seven teams end up at six and eight, Moose still has an unbelievable shot of making the playoffs. Again, he needs a lot of help with a lot of teams losing, but because of Moose's points, he's earned throughout the year. He sells an opportunity. Jimmy, again, another high point scorer who's at five and eight. He has a great opportunity, not only to win the division, but also possibly to the wild card. And the only team that's out of it is Fitz, right? He's just – Yeah, so again, only four teams have locked in their spot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, uh, Grasso and myself who are still fighting for the number one overall seed. Then you're locked in at four. And then Fitz is, the, is locked in at the mouth breather playoffs. Again, there's a hypothetical where he could – the highest he could finish is 10, the lowest he can finish is 12. Not a lot of hope there. Although, you know, once he gets it, we'll see. That's fascinating. You know, there's there's so many different scenarios here that it's just mind-boggling to think that we don't really, like, we kind of grasp what could happen, but until all the dust settles next week, we're not going to know, 
who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and who's going to be pissed and who's going to be happy. But we, what we can do is guess. Yeah, yeah so I'm, let's. I'm, let, let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see who I think is gonna make the playoffs based on how I make my picks. Okay. All right. That that that'll be a fun exercise to do. So let's let's talk about some of those matchups. We'll start with my matchup because I'm partial to that. It's the the broken Cox versus the Vinzaloons. Now, if the Vinzaloons win here, we know they're in great shape to make the playoffs. Seven and seven is a good, it doesn't mean it's not a guarantee, but it is a really good shot. And I think the Vinzaloons are really catching my team at the right time. No Jonathan Taylor, Chase Edmonds is back. So James Connors time is going to go down a little bit. Melvin Gordon might play this week again. So Javante Williams's time will go down. Uh, there's there's so many little holes in the broken cocks this week that I think the Vinzaloons are going to pull it out. I, I, I'm looking at this matchup here, and I think we'll know the result on Thursday. Vinny has Osborne and Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to say with your mouth. Um, going on Thursday night, Randy has the kicker. I just realized he has the Minnesota kicker. Yeah, so I think yeah. on Thursday we'll get a really good idea of how this matchup is going to play out. I do think Vinny has better matches. I think that Tampa Bay Buffalo game with Josh Allen is going to be a shootout. So I'm actually going to go Vinny here. Mm. Although I do have Diggs, so. That could even out. That is true. I need Joe, to speak. You? I need to speak it into existence that uh, I need to speak it into existence that Vinny loses. Um, I have no trust in Josh Allen, guys. I don't know what you're smoking, uh, uh, Ben. I still think your team is pretty strong, even without Jonathan Taylor with your bye week. I think I'm going to go with you. All right, and uh, live from a mountaintop in Aspen. Uh, we have Chris, Christopher Grasso joining us for the picks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to yeah. jump right into the Who picks right it? now. Vinny or Ben, go. Oh, man, that's such a difficult. Oh, that is a difficult pick. Quick, um, quick. Um, I'm going Ben. I'm going Ben. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on from that matchup to another matchup that I have written down here. The show me your TDs versus the Keegs to success. This is another one. Keegan wins and he has a really good shot to make the playoffs. Uh, if not, it's going to be a fucking mess. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Keegan's team's kind of been faltering quite a bit. He's got a lot of question marks on his team right now. And that's why I'm going with the show me your TDs. I think they're going to pull it out and make this a mess. Uh, I also like on the ESPN, if you're going through the matchups, uh, it'll show you the previous score. Uh, and Keegan won that previous matchup. Um, I right. think Jimmy's going to win as well. Um, I don't think Keegan is going to have the horses. I mean, Barkley is questionable. The Mahomes, It's going to rely on Mahomes and Hill. Mike Williams is out. He's on the COVID list, potentially out this week. I, I got to go Jimmy too so that the, uh, the melting pot of, of six and eight teams can start. All right, Grasso. Um, this year in this league has been nothing but straight insanity, so I can't see anything but um, Jimmy pulling out a win. Also, he has been incredibly consistent all year. Jimmy's putting out points. Um, his record doesn't show how good he's been. He's managed his team very well also. So I think Jimmy's got a really good shot of uh, shaking things up and making things uh, a pain for everybody else. Uh, I need to also speak this into existence. Uh, Jimmy needs to win to help me in any way, shape, or form. I also think Jimmy has uh, 
a bit of a stronger team. Um, I don't know why he's, I don't know why Keegan's still starting Mike Davis. Like at least try well, Melvin Gordon to start. Maybe. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe Melvin Keegan's, Gordon. Keegan's a, Keegan's a Sunday lineup changer. So that the, this. Lineup uh, mean. Yeah. He doesn't have anyone else to start. I take that back. He might, that might be his best option. Regardless. I'm still going to go Jimmy. It's a clean sweep there. You know, that probably means we're wrong, but we'll see. It usually means we're not wrong. Can't be wrong. We're speaking it into existence. You know how much help I need, Ben? Yeah, so let's talk about that help. Let's just talk about your matchup directly, okay? So you're going up against uh, probably the best team in the league in the Wieners Mean Dogs, and you desperately need this win and a lot of help to get in. Doge is just kind of sitting on his beach chair, sipping a margarita. He doesn't really care. I mean, I'm sure he wants to win. But and I, I he just has to set and forget his team at this point. There's not a lot of change in it, and because of that, he's he's fielding almost his best lineup. I'm going to go with the Wien Dogs. I, I I think Joe, you're catching me at a really bad time. I have my Chargers playing the terrible Giants. I have CD Lamb playing Washington, and the Dallas always plays well in divisional games. I have Cooper Cup going on Monday night in Arizona. Um, I think I'm going to absolutely destroy you. And I'm going to crush your playoff dreams. This, um, I really think this comes down to um, the kickers. Um, that's the most important. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just fucking kidding. There's, um, if I think that Joe Vermoose has been so unlucky this year that this might be the week that the fantasy gods come back around for Joe Formosa and bless him. So I'm going Joe Formosa, Travis Kelsey, 47 points. It's a gut thing. Just speaking it into existence. Also, I think my chances increase if uh, Jermichael Hasey is a starter or even Devonte Booker, if what's his name, Saquon is not starting. If Keenan Allen starts, I think I have a better chance if he gets off the COVID list. Um, I don't want to lose, but I'm still going to pick Doge because that's what I do. Um, but I think my chances are a little better if other things fall into place before Sunday. So does that mean you're going with yourself? No, me. no literally said, he literally said me, Ben. Oh, I didn't. I, I broke up. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Let's see how that goes. We'll move on to another matchup. Now, this is this is probably the matchup of matchups this week. It is so tight. It's going to be very close and i really feel whoever wins this matchup will make the playoffs it's the weak side wearables versus the big x bashers it's 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 going to be close you know the projections are very close and dale has a lot of question marks on his team right now and eccles team is playing a little bit above their heads so i think they might come crashing down to earth just a little bit I'm looking at this matchup here, though. I just think that Dale's got a lot of firepower going and uh, a lot of favorable matchups for him. So I am sticking with the weak side werewolves. There's a lot of cues on Dale's side. There are five, he has five questionable players out of his nine starting positions. Um, I, if all of those guys play, I'm going Dale. So as of right now, when they're questionable and there's a 50-50 shot, my assumption is that they will play uh, because they usually if they're questionable, they play. Um, I have to go Dale here. I think I think Echol blew his load too early last week with 152. 
it would be the most echo thing if he scores 77 points or something like that this week. So I'm going to go Dale. Uh, so first, um, ugh, it pains me to say this, um, but shout out to Big X Bashers because he's been doing well. Last week was a huge week. Um, points was a big deal for him. But um, a win is a win is a win. And I think the weak side werewolves, everybody being healthy, come away with the win heartbreaking for the big X bashers. Um, they clawed this season, but werewolves all the way. Listen, coming from a guy who won most points two weeks out of this season uh, and scored upwards of 150, I think both times, the bashers are going to crash back down to earth hard. I'm going with the werewolves. Oh, he's crashing down hard, he says. Well, we'll see if that happens. Okay, moving on to our second-to-last matchup. We're looking at the Dynasty versus the Fitzmagic, and this is another case of the Dynasty wins. They're in a really good position here, and I think they're catching the Fitzmagic, who have been good at a at a really good time. Miles Gaskin is out, uh, or not out. He's on a bye. He's going to plug in Malvin Kamara there, so that, that'll be fine for him, but I don't think he's going to have enough to overcome Deej's team, who looks like it's going to be at full strength. So I'm going with the dynasty. It's the most dynasty thing. I said it already that he's somehow after being so bad for so much of the season is going to weasel into these playoffs. He did win this matchup uh, in week three, 146 to 79. So he has dominated this matchup it, it previously this year. Again, the teams aren't very, aren't, aren't similar, but um, if they were back then, but I think Deej is going to scrape it out. Um, so I think I got to go with Deej here, even though Fitz is going to give him a run for his money. Uh, for me, Deej's team is hot right now. Gibson's coming on very strong. I listened to an interview this morning with uh, Riverboat Run, and he wants to run the ball for the rest of the season as much as they can possibly run the ball. Um, I think the Dynasty are going to roll into the playoffs and going to be a tough team to beat in the playoffs. I uh, need to speak it into existence again. Mark my words. I think uh, Jerk, what the hell is his name? What did you trade me, Grasso? The hell's his name? J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick's going to vulture two touchdowns it's again this week. Dream, baby. going to vulture two touchdowns this week. I'll speak it into existence. Fitzmagic takes us. I mean, Gibson can get tired. And McKissick is very capable, especially yeah. if they're it, it, it could happen, but it probably won't. But it could it's happen. happened. It's happened this it, year. It happened last week, Ben. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Why I do you mean, think it, I said uh, it? Gibson Gibson still got a, a lot of points last week, though. Well, that's because that's because McKissick. Uh, what the hell is his name again? Jared McKissick. 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 Jared McKinnon. Yeah, not Jared McKinnon. Not Michael Hasty. Jared McKissick. Ben, Jared yeah. McKissick didn't play last week. Of course, Antonio Gibson oh, had there a lot of points. Okay. Well, you just said that happened last week. And that I met the week before. Guys, listen. Yeah, okay. I'm still recovering. <laughs> all right. All right. Monday was rough. All right. I know. I know. It's really tough to watch a team win after they throw three passes. So let's talk about the final matchup. Uh, the two beers too deep versus the Papa Squats. 
this is going to be a real whimper of a game for the Papa Squats. He's got holes all over the place. Adam Thielen's going to be out. He doesn't have a kicker. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I just think the two beers too deep can just roll through this with, with little to no effort. If you if you look at the ESPN kind of like the matchup breakdown, uh, there's uh, a lot of green checks on the side of, of Christopher Grasso uh, and only one on the side of Spencer. Um, I don't think Spencer has a chance. He has he can he has two open bench spots and he has three players on by. Or excuse me, if you include his kicker, four players on by. Um, he's in a real rough spot. I, I think Spencer has to be the favorite for the mouth breather going in to the finals. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to uh, um, Grasso here. Um, yeah, I don't see there being any moves that there's like, no, there's never been an abundance on the waiver wire and there currently is no abundance on the waiver wire. Um, so he can't possibly pick someone up to fill the holes that he needs to fill. Uh, I'm going to go with myself um, pretty obviously. I'm sorry, Spencer. I mean, let's be honest. Leonard Fournette could probably put up 200 yards against the Bills after what we've been seeing uh, in past weeks. But Devin Singletary is not the answer. Adam Thielen's obviously gone. Jared Judy. Get rid of the Bills defense, Ben. Don't trust him. Don't do it. Don't fall into the trap. I'm going with uh, Grasso because I need to speak it into existence. Spencer has the Bills defense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. Didn't I say Spencer? Get rid of the Bills defense. Whatever. <laughs> it was a Freudian slip because you just. I was, lo- I was looking. I was look, looking at you while I was because you're right underneath my timer on my screen. Okay. I mean, I, I do agree. Me and Spencer look very similar, so I get I, it. Not even. Um, not. <laughs> so, so based on projections, based on my projections, I have the South winner being Deej in locking up the third seat. And then I had Vinny and Dale winning. So both ending up at seven and seven with no one else ending up at seven and seven and Dale and Vinny make the playoffs. I think Dale would end up being the five seed based on points. Uh, if we talk kind of, if we go dig even deeper, but uh, it, it, the way I predicted it, it comes out pretty nice, but again, you could have five teams at seven and seven or seven teams at six and eight. It, the the computers aren't even going to know the calcu- how to do calculations anymore uh, on on Tuesday morning. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're just going to look. We're going to wake up and be like, "Oh, this is what it is." Yep, yep basically. That's I know we're one week away. Cross and I don't even have to play fantasy football the next two weeks. Nor do I. Oh no, I have to play. In two, I have to play you in know, two weeks. But it's it's okay because what I'm more. What I'm the most invested in right now is like, who am I going to play in the first round of the playoffs? It's very important to me. Um, who do you want to play? I, I don't want to play really anybody. That's the whole thing is like, who gets in? Um, I think, I, I, I don't even know how it would work out. Who do I end up playing? Oh, I, play I would rather, so out of, out of the six teams that I have predicted to go in, I would prefer to play Vinny and Deej in that order. Right. Okay. In the, le- the least order I'd like to play out of the teams that are possible. I don't want to play Ben. Jonathan Taylor scares the shit out of me. I don't want to play Dale. He's getting really hot. And Deej is going to voodoo his way 
into a win. Like if VD's in the championship, it would not surprise me. No, I would, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, how yeah, many second place finishes does he have? Like three or four? He have an agreement with a voodoo woman in Louisiana somewhere. But it's still never gotten him the trophy. Why specifically Louisiana? Because that's where the voodoo is. It's in the bayou. In the did bayou. It, did it deal with some prawn? I don't know, guys. I've watched Princess and the Frog too many times. That's what I think. Of. So here's my question. You were skiing the slopes of Aspen, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, that, is it because of the sweater, or did you? No, just, it just, no that's that just a, that's that what was... we said. Oh, that's what you said. That works out great because I'm wearing like a skier <laughs> skiing. I'm wearing an opera <laughs> ski sweater currently, so that would be uh, ideal, ideal. Um, I, I think the playoffs are going to be really. It really depends who's in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh, because I would love to play Eckel uh, if he gets to the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. If it's, like I think... Eckel, if it's an Eckel Deej bracket, I would love to be in that bracket. Well, again, you're not in the bracket. You play the low. If you're the number one seed, you play the lowest remaining seed. So hypothetically, it could be Ben. Oh, I play the lowest remaining seed. So if so, okay, whoever wins the South, bracketed. So whoever wins the South, okay. Assuming you're, you end up as the one. If you lose this week, then you might. Right, if I lose win. this week, I'm the two. Yeah, because it, you, all, you, you, and, well, you both... and Doge also have uh, the opportunity to be the most points scored. So you can win an extra $20 this That's week. Correct. So there's a lot riding on this week. That's correct. Well, I'm, I'm behind you by 8.2 points. So there's a possibility that either of us could be the highest points for the year and get that extra $20 cash. Oh, there's extra money for the whole year? That's the correct. Yeah. What? Did I vote for that? Yes, we all. Yeah, it was it was unanimous. That's wonderful news. I love that. So, almost like right. but so so just as a reminder, the only way that you're going to be able to get there is uh, to win your week. And 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 I think that's a good way to sign off here. So for the the mouth breather for only another few weeks, the broken cock Ben Max for the Wieners Wien Dogs Greg Martu for live from Aspen. The two beers too deep, Chris Grasso and our man in the booth, as always, the Moose Mayhem, the Joe Formosa. I'll just say it one more time. You guys, you got to win your week. Go Bills. No, no Bills. Spencer, the word of the week is roster. Using the word of Okay. Wait, what, wait, what, wait, what's, what's the, what's the word roster? It's, it's roster. Roster. Build your roster. Spencer, collusion. I will drop DeAndre. No, what the hell is the same? Devontae Booker for you. Spencer. JD McKissick? You want JD McKissick? Knock three times on the ceiling. 